This is Lawyer to Lawyer with J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrogi, two of the top web bloggers in the legal profession. And yes, they are attorneys. One from California and one from Massachusetts. Squaring off on legal news and legal observations. Lawyer to Lawyer is sponsored by Law.com, right here on the Legal Talk Network. We're glad you could listen today to Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. My partner, Bob Ambrogi from Massachusetts, is off. I'm Craig Williams from Southern California. I write a legal blog called May It Please the Court and have a book out called How to Get Sued. Well, it's about that time of year again when law students who have been summer associates are heading back to school, finishing up their stints. They're thinking ahead to what they want to do in a law firm once they graduate. So today's Lawyer to Lawyer show is a follow-up to our summer associates program. A couple of weeks ago, we're going to try to get two perspectives, one from the recruiter and one from the law student. We're discussing recruiting at a large firm, what strategies are now used, what firms are doing to set themselves apart from the competition of other law firms, the entire interview process, what firms are looking for in a future associate. And from the law student's angle, we're going to look at what students are trying to find in a firm, what criteria they have when it comes to choosing a law firm, and how they're preparing for the competition of other law students. On today's show, we have partner and chair of Cleary Gottlieb's recruiting committee out of the New York office, David Leinwand. Mr. Leinwand's practice focuses on public and private merger and acquisition transactions. He also provides advice regarding governance matters and the fiduciary duties of officers and directors to corporations and their boards. Cleary Gottlieb ranked number one in the category of best firm to work for in the 2009 Vault Guide to Top 100 Law Firms. I guess they're predicting the future since it's next year. But additionally, following on the heels of being named the most diverse law firm by Minority Law Journal, Cleary ranked number one in its overall diversity and diversity for minorities categories and was recently included in the Working Mothers Magazine 50 Best Law Firms for Women. That's quite an honor. Well, welcome to the show, David. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, Craig. And our next guest is Matthew Donnelly. He's a third-year law student from the University of Iowa College of Law and the editor-in-chief for the Iowa Law Review. This summer, Matthew was a summer associate at Skadden Arps in Chicago, and in the summer of 2007, he was a summer associate at Shoemaker Loop and Kendrick in Toledo, Ohio. Welcome, Matthew Donnelly. Hi. Glad to be here. And our last guest is also a law student. Roger Smirage is a third year at Suffolk Law School in Boston. He's also on Law Review. Roger interned with Justice Robert McKenna, Jr. at the Boston Muni Court and for U.S. District Judge William Young at the District Court, United States District Court for the District of Massachusetts. He summered at K&L Gates and is going to return there full-time as an associate in the fall of 2009 after he graduates. Welcome, Roger. Thanks for having me. Well, David, so we can get this started and get this set up. What's uh, Cleary's recruiting strategy and Kind of outline, if you would, how you think you got such high honors for all these uh, magazine rankings that we talked about in the introduction. Well, Craig, you know, as far as I mean, it may uh, it may seem self-evident, but uh, for a firm like ours to succeed and to continue to be successful, uh, we have to attract and retain uh, top-notch uh, legal talent, and you know what we do. Uh, to achieve that is, uh, spread the word. We hope, uh, spread the word on campuses, uh, around the country about Cleary Gottlieb, uh, and the type of firm it is, 
what our practice is like, that we have an elite uh, international practice, uh, what our culture uh, is like, um, and what, you know, and what we offer uh, young attorneys. And that's become an increasingly um, difficult challenge, getting the word out, because nowadays uh, so many firms are after the same uh, top-level uh, candidates. So there's a lot of noise out there uh, that candidates have to cut through. Um, and to to get our message out, we um, participate in panel discussions on campus, distribute uh, materials on campus. We answer uh, a lot of surveys that a number of publications like uh, Vault uh, put out, and we hope that by continuing to do high-quality legal work, the word uh, will filter down uh, to the students about the type of firm Cleary Gottlieb is. Um, as you mentioned, we've been fortunate uh, lately to have been recognized by Vault and, and other publications, uh, and we think you know that that results from the really the crucial part of our strategy is you have to get your message out, but you have to have a message to get out. And what we do is we focus quite a bit on the quality of life uh, of our associates because, as you guys all well know, uh, this is a difficult profession. And I think, personally, it's becoming increasingly difficult. Um, the world is, becomes more complex. Clients demand things uh, sooner, and we need to focus on quality of life uh, to attract and retain the best talent. And so lately we have been working with a consultant and um, committee of partners, including myself and, and others, focusing on initiatives uh, for our associates, such as flex time, uh, increasing maternity and paternity leaves, um, putting in place, you know, something we've long, <laughs> we've long resisted recognizing is that not everybody wants to be just like us. And by us, I mean partners at a large law firm. Um, you know, we think our lives are wonderful, but we're beginning to recognize and acknowledge that it's not for everyone and that um, many of the best young lawyers do not want to stay for an entire career at Cleary Gottlieb. And so what we've put in place recently is a professional development program that focuses uh, on skills that are applicable not only to law firm practice, but to uh, business and to uh, other areas of practice. So uh, I hope that covers both of your uh, your questions, Greg. It does. Matthew, Roger, when you look at, uh, as David put it, all the noise that comes out from law firms and recruiting, and you look at your options as you go through uh, second and third year summer associate programs and try to figure out which one you're going to go through, how do you how do you go about sorting through everything? Um, well, I think uh, one of the things that was mentioned, professional development uh, initiatives were of great interest to me during my recruitment um, process last year. Uh, just knowing that a firm was willing to uh, take the time to uh, teach an associate the skills that would be needed later in life was very important, um, as well as some of the uh, the recognition as far as um, you know, living as a lawyer, living as an associate at a uh, big law firm, recognizing that you know uh, flex time and um, paternity leave and things like that were important. I think those two categories really were um, the guideposts for me during my recruitment search. Yeah, I would agree that all of those things were uh, 
equally important to me in my in my search. Uh, I think perhaps the biggest factor that I was looking for in a firm was uh, size and diversity of practice areas as well. Um, quality of life was was important to me, but uh, I think I had an idea of what the quality of life of a of a, of a partner at a law firm or what what an associate at a law firm was going to be. So it was more interesting to me to know that the firm had a wide number of practice areas that I would have the opportunity over the course of my summer or perhaps even over the course of my first year as an associate to experience so that I could have some control over my career and I could be practicing the kind of law that, that I really knew I wanted to be be practicing. And, then, uh, and that, in addition to just interesting work, I was always very interested to know what sort of cases or deals the firm was handling or the nature of the work that the firm was doing. So those those were also things that uh, I was looking for in a firm that kind of helped me sift sift through and and, uh, and narrow down because cause, cause there are there are so many firms out there. Well, Roger, you're going to be starting at uh, K&L Gates in the fall. Do you plan to stay at K&L Gates for your career? Is that something you're looking at or you think it's more of a of a way station on the on the way to uh, some other things. Um, well, I wouldn't put it as uh, in the terms of a way station, but I think um, myself and my classmates recognize that in the current um, economy and workplace, um, it's just not a reality that people um, in the legal field stay at one place for their entire career anymore. Um, so rather than view it as a way station. Uh, my my approach has been to look at um, the possibility and now the reality of working at K&L Gates as um, a great first opportunity um, and a way to uh, uh, sort of a building block um, to the uh, to my career. Um, but certainly, I wouldn't term it as a way station. Um, I don't have a set timeline as far as how long I'll stay. Uh, at K and L Gates, I don't, you know, I don't take the perspective that in three years I know I'll be gone. Uh, if things progress internally, um, that in a way that benefits me, then I could stay there um, and, you know, uh, try to attain a partnership um, if that, you know, suits me and suits the firm as well. But it's not set in stone. I don't think anymore in our current um, current reality. David, what's your reaction to uh, Roger's perspective? Um, you know, I think uh, you know Roger is 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 right on, and, and many of his his colleagues are right on. Uh, you know, it's the, being a partner at a large law firm is is a tough job, and it it definitely has its uh, appeal. I you know I chose it, and I I love it, but I think it's it's not the right career path for everyone. At the same time, uh, working at a large law firm as a junior associate offers great opportunities for training and to get a view of of legal practice. And so we find a lot of our candidates come in with Roger's point of view, which is, look, you know, this may not be the right thing uh, for me uh, for my entire career, and that you know I want to come here and get a sense of legal practice, get a sense of working in a big firm get some training, and then, you know, after a year, after two years, after three years, uh, you know, reassess. Um, and firms like ours and, and and the firms that Matthew and, and Roger uh, are working at, you know, the nice thing for candidates is that 
and for young lawyers is that there's a lot of opportunities uh, for them, particularly when the economy turns up. Um, you know, associates at firms like these have a lot of great uh, opportunities in business and academia and, and elsewhere. So, um, you know, I think uh, Roger's looking at this as, as the, the right way and the way that uh, that many of his peers are looking at it these days. David, you mentioned the economy, and it's an interesting thing. We've seen uh, O'Melveny, Clifford Chance, uh, and a number of other law firms, large law firms, lay off slews of associates and uh, scale back their recruiting programs. What what has that done for uh, Cleary Gottlieb? What's the economy? What effect has the economy had? Uh, you know, we're we're quite fortunate, as as you know, Craig. We're you know our practice areas are very diversified, and we're diversified across the globe. You know, we have offices. Uh, um, in Europe and Asia, and you know, thankfully, uh, our practice uh, continues to be uh, we continue to be very busy. The type of uh, legal problems our clients uh, and, and assignments our clients are coming to coming uh, to us with are slightly different. We're no longer uh, doing huge leverage buyouts um, because there's no money to do huge leverage buyouts, but we are, you know, doing smaller uh, investments for the same clients. Uh, for us, we're fortunate that, um, you know, we're looking at, at the current economic climate as an opportunity for us on the hiring front. Our uh, summer associate target, class size target, remains the same as it was in 08, and 07, and 06. And we're actually doing 3L uh, and lateral hiring this year because we think that with, you know, some of the layoffs and some of the developments, uh, we can pick up some talented, um, some talented young lawyers who are looking around. So, uh, I would say, you know, the way we're feeling it mostly is that the type of, of assignments we're getting are a little different. Whereas I, as an M&A guy, were, was going crazy a couple of years ago. Um, now the bankruptcy folks are and the reorganization folks are working quite hard. Well, Matthew, you've uh, enjoyed the opportunity to be at both Skadden and at uh, Shoemaker Loop. How are those experiences different for you, and what uh, what were the different approaches that those two firms took in terms of uh, recruiting? Well, they're, they're very different recruiting efforts. I mean, I, I came to Shoemaker Loop in sort of a, a non-traditional way. I worked there before going to law school, but I, I know that, that, that they tend to target largely the schools in their geographic region, which is to say the schools in Michigan and Ohio and Indiana, where it has uh, uh, the, the effort by Skadden was... Even the Chicago office was clearly a nationwide effort, and it was just—it's just a different scale. Skadden is a is a law firm of a different scale than Shoemaker Loop, and and their recruiting efforts were were on a were on a much larger scale as well. Uh, which isn't to say that one was necessarily better than the other, but that they were just very different. Uh, different for those reasons, I think. Now that you've uh, had the opportunity to, and to go to both, have you made a choice on uh, where you're going to go in the, in the, when you graduate? Well, I'm, uh, I'm in the process of applying for clerkships right now, so I'm fortunate enough not to have to make any decisions for, for another month or so. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I would say, I would say I'm, I'm uh, certainly leaning uh, very, very, very heavily towards going back to Chicago for, for a lot of personal reasons as well as professional reasons. And Roger, you know, as we heard in the beginning, uh, Cleary Gottlieb and a number of other firms really make an effort for uh, to ensure that there's a good diversity of uh, students that are uh, brought in as associates. 
How does that play into your decision? Um, I mean, personally, uh, diversity wasn't one of the major factors um, that I was looking at. I mean, I kind of uh, was un- under the impression that all the firms I was looking at, you know, were uh, making strides to, um, you know, increase their diversity and uh, all had significant diversity initiatives, but it wasn't something that I was looking at actively. I was more, you know, looking at um, who the individuals at the firm uh, were, what they were doing, um, and how they interacted with me when I was uh, interviewing with them. David, as you go through this prospect, and you know, last year we saw some pretty uh, stratospheric first-year offerings, $160,000 at some law firms. What, what's been the turn this year? Um, well, we'll see. <laughs> You know, uh, given given the economy, I, I, it's hard to predict uh, where salaries for young lawyers uh, will go. They certainly will not go down. Um, but whether they go up this year, um, you know, it, it, it seems uh, unlikely given current the current economic climate. But I've been surprised, uh, Craig, before. <laughs> so have we all. Yeah, both as an associate and as a partner um, through the years. It can get pretty crazy. When you look at uh, recruiting, do you see the uh, uh, the words "quality of life" uh, translating directly into how many hours you're going to be working? Um, I think you know. I, I think candidates, as uh, as we've heard today, you know, candidates understand that this is a difficult job, uh, and it's you know, it's not only hours, but it's also the unpredictability of it all given that we're in a client service business and then if we hear it clearly golly don't answer our client's needs when they need an answer, uh they'll call Sullivan and Cromwell or Scadden or 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 any other number of firms. And so you know, I think the candidates have a sense of that. They have a sense of just how many hours they'll be working and it'll be a difficult job. And I think when they think about quality of life you know, once they're satisfied, you have the type of elite practice they're looking for. They then think about quality of life issues and taking it in context, that's a difficult job. And a lot of hours they ask the question, how will the firm and its culture make that bearable uh, for me so that I can practice at this level? Well, Matthew and Roger, I'll throw this question out to you. As you've gone through the recruiting process, um, what do you see as the uh, two major requirements that that law firms want to see? Are they looking for a good demonstration of writing skills? Are they looking for good grades? Um, you know, the, the quintessential, you know, number one graduate from Harvard. What is it that you see law firms asking for? What are they expecting from you as you go through this process? Um, well, I, I think, you know, um, at least up here in Boston, the recognition is that, um, you know, grades are important, but the difference between being number one in the class and, you know, being number 10 in the class isn't so big of a factor. Um, so long as you're, you know, near the top of your class and you've got the grades to show that you put in a serious effort your first year and um, understood what was going on, um, I think there's not much differ- differentiation between, you know, number one and number two and then each going down. Um, I think some of the bigger factors once you get beyond grades, were the writing and research skills in place um, and whether or not you've been able to apply them, say, in internship settings um, or in cooperative settings. Matthew? Yeah, I would uh, 
I would agree that the situation is fairly very similar at Iowa. I think that grades at the first cutoff, but you know, at, at Iowa here, you can the whole the whole top half of the class or the top third of the class are all brilliant people and hardworking people. So uh, you're you know we're, we're all really sort of in competition with each other. So after after looking at grades. There are a number of other factors that can be taken into account. Uh, participation, you know, uh, on a journal, I think here makes a big difference. Not necessarily prestige, but it just demonstrates a willingness to take on work and a willingness and an ability to, to juggle classwork with other responsibilities. I think I think that that stands out to firms. I think uh, I'm not sure that anybody ever saw any of a, a writing sample of mine, but. Uh, I think that, and then, and then, and then, just just personalities. I know that a lot of people succeed, live and die by their just ability to mess with other people in interviews. And I, and I, I think talking to people that I met this summer, just the ability to know that that, that a person will will fit in in, a, in, an, in an environment or in an atmosphere is a is is something that 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 I feel or I felt last fall when I was going through interviews that that I was being sort of tested for was just, you know, what what kind of guy I was, would I would I would I work well with others? And I, so I think I think after after the sort of initial grades threshold, there are some more intangible factors that are just really hard to sort of quantify or nail down, but that that seem to be kind of be 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 what I was being evaluated for. Yeah, at one of the law firms that I was at, uh, we used to call it the beer test. Would you want to go out after work and have a beer with this person? <laughs> I like that. I think that that's an excellent way of describing it. Right. Well, we need to take a short break. When we return, we'll hear more from our three guests about the recruiting process for law students and law firms. Lawyer to Lawyer is produced by the Legal Talk Network and a staff of broadcast professionals. If you have an idea for a topic or a show, we want to hear from you. Go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and send us an email. Check out our Lawyer to Lawyer host blogs. Jake Craig Williams' blog at MayHavePleaseTheCourt.com. Likewise, Robert Ambrogi's blog at LegalLine.com for daily legal observations, perspective, and, of course, a healthy dose of humor and wit. If you have a comment or question, we want to hear from you. Leave us a message on the Legal Talk Network listener line at 781-634-8959. We really do listen to the messages and even answer your questions on our next show. A video settlement documentary is a powerful tool. It can turn your plaintiff's case into money at the settlement table. Call the professionals at Skyways Communications at 781-551-9960 to find out more. Online video is one of the best ways to get the message out about your firm. And Legal Channels is where your firm should be. You can have your firm's video produced by TV professionals and seen on Law.com, Legal Talk Network, and YouTube. Find out more at Law.com or LegalTalkNetwork.com. Just click on Legal Channels. A video settlement documentary can be the most powerful and persuasive way to bring about a speedy settlement in your client's case. The Boston Media Group has a staff of television professionals with 20 years experience writing and producing compelling stories just like the ones you've seen on 60 Minutes or Dateline. 
we put a human face on the lawsuit with compelling interviews, dramatizations, and visual presentations of the fact. Think of it as a video opening argument that will compel the attorneys on the other side to settle. Call us for a consult at 800-317-5221. That's 800-317-5221. Or check out our website at bostonmediagroup.com. Welcome back to Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. We'd like to welcome back partner and chair of Cleary Gottlieb's recruiting committee, David Leinwand, Matthew Donnelly, who's a third-year law student from the University of Iowa College of Law, and Roger Smirich, who's a third year at Suffolk Law School. Well, David, before the break, we heard uh, Matthew and Roger talk about uh, their perspectives of uh, recruiting. Now, let me toss this one to you because and maybe it's unfair since you're an M&A guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a litigator, and to me, when I started recruiting at uh, – and I also graduated from the University of Iowa where Matthew is um, – I wanted to know from law firms how I was going to get into court. Uh, I'm a litigator, and I had done some uh, litigation during law school and, and really enjoyed it. Big law firms really can't afford to put first-year associates into the courtroom, can they? Well, you know, that's you know, it's, uh, that is true of big law firms. We handle a lot of very big litigations and investigations, as you know, and clients, uh, when they send you a matter of... Uh, very large scope of litigation matter. They, of course, expect uh, more senior lawyers uh, to handle um, the courtroom appearances and the important depositions. And that's a quandary, a training quandary uh, that we face when we address that in a variety of ways. One way in which we do it is we do take on um, several smaller matters uh, for clients uh, who are not necessarily willing to pay or nor do they want uh, a senior uh, lawyer to handle everything uh, given cost constraints. Um, and so we're able to afford uh, our more junior lawyers uh, a chance uh, to appear in court on behalf of those clients and those matters. Uh, our pro bono practice is another way in which uh, many of our younger lawyers uh, get into court. Um, and in fact, one of our, uh, uh, our our mid-level associates was uh, quite a high profile and, and was actually profiled in the New York Times for his uh, work on uh, Guantanamo-related matters. And finally, you know, through training, which is not a, you know, it's, it's not as satisfying a substitute, but uh, through training exercises and participation in NIDA, uh, the National Institute for Trial Advocacy uh, law firms, and not just Cleary, but other large law firms, uh, get their uh, associates the training and experience they need. But it's certainly, you're right, it's certainly not like going to work for the DA's office, uh, but that's just the nature of the beast. Matthew, Roger, either one of you guys want to be litigators? Um, I know my interests, for the most part, do lie in litigation. I did a lot of my work over the summer at K&L Gates um, in the litigation department. Um, but the chance to get right into court right out of school um, wasn't the main factor. I mean, um, I, I view my uh, kind of career timeline more as building up to that with spending the first couple of years gaining those skills that you need to be a good in-court litigator um, and developing more in the first couple of years research and writing skills, um, learn, you know, learning how to craft a, a really genuinely effective brief 
Um, but that said, I do know that KNL does provide, especially through pro bono means, uh, opportunities for its you know first, second, and third year uh, associates in the litigation group um, opportunities to appear in court. In fact, this summer, one of uh, the second year associates um, did some extensive uh, cross exam on um, witnesses during a uh, prisoner's rights um, trial at the federal level. And Matthew, what about you? Do you plan to go into uh, litigation or are you going to do transactional work? Transactional work. I want to be a tax lawyer, so uh, I'll probably never end up seeing uh, the inside of a courtroom unless I'm on the witness stand. <laughs> so you're completely satisfied with uh, the kind of training program that you're going to be getting at, uh, at whatever law firm you choose. Yeah, no, absolutely. I uh, I do. I I, uh, I do look forward very much. I, I had a great experience this summer, and uh, I would be happy to go back. The training seems excellent. Well, when you uh, you said you mentioned that you were going to be doing some clerkships, do you expect to see some litigation in your uh, judicial clerkships? Uh, I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's not necessarily a professional benefit for me to be pursuing a clerkship. It's more. Uh, more for you know, sort of personal experience and uh, personal gain. But uh, I, I don't necessarily think that, and, and it will be, it will be, it would be much more invitation to think if I were going into litigation professionally. But uh, uh, it, 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 uh, as I want to be a tax lawyer, I, I've been told by many people I worked with that uh, professionally it wouldn't, it wouldn't be of, of, of as great a benefit to me. You know, David, when when you go through the recruiting committee. What kinds of things are you looking for in law students when you uh, put your recruiters out there? What, do you, what kind of questions are you asking them to, to find out about law students? You know, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a tricky process, and it's, you know, the, the law schools and the National Association for Legal Placement are really accelerating the process on us by, you know, holding all of their on-campus uh, interviews uh, in August, and now the new rule that's applicable is, second-year students and offers may only stay open for 45 days. So the process is is really, um, it's a tricky one, and it's it's accelerating. And at a firm like Cleary Golly, the scale of the recruiting effort is, is pretty tremendous. I mean, we'll see about um, 1,500 students on campus this year. Um, and so the decision-making process is, is, is you know, is, is an accelerated one. What we look for um, is, first and foremost, is the intellectual and analytical abilities to help our clients solve complex problems, because that's, um, you know, that's the basis of our of our success. If we can't do that, we obviously can't be successful. So that's a necessary condition, but not a sufficient one. And so, you know, as um, as Matthew and Roger pointed out, we do look at things like grades and uh, undergraduate record and quality of law school, quality of college, um, as one of the indicators of that. But we certainly uh, recruit from a wide variety of schools, recognizing that uh, candidates of quality come from all over the country and from from a variety of law schools. I think in last year's summer class, we had something like uh, 30 law schools uh, represented. Uh, with our 94 summer associates. So the, the, the tricky part is measuring those other skills that, um, uh, Matthew and Roger both mentioned, which are, um, 
what other skills make a successful lawyer? Well, you need to have a client service orientation. You need to be comfortable with uh, ambiguous situations. You need to be able to remain calm and methodical uh, when the pressure is on. And that's where the interviews come in. And we recognize it's, you know, it's more of an art than a science at this point. You know, it's four half-hour interviews in which you're trying to gauge um, a candidate's uh, skills in those areas. And most of the time, you know, through years of practice, we now get it right, but not all the time. So it's, it's a difficult process. Well, Matthew and Roger, I asked uh, the question to David about whether the economy is going to have an effect, and you know his sense at Cleary Gottlieb, because of its large, diverse presence, it, it really doesn't have that issue. What have you guys seen um, the economy? Um, what has it done to recruiting on, on your end of the spectrum? Well, uh, I would say that, uh, well, luckily, Roger and I, were, well, I was going through the application process a year ago, when the economy was in a much different situation. So I uh, was fortunate then not to have had the concerns that I think the people who are applying right now probably have. Uh, there was some concern over the summer, but uh, Skadden, much like Cleary, is kind of a large, diversified firm that has managed to sort of weather and remain successful through this uh, through this difficult period. And... Uh, and uh, I've been back on school, back on campus now for about a week and, and having a chance to reconnect with a lot of my classmates who were at similarly large firms for the course of the summer. And uh, it seems, knock on wood, to say that unanimously everybody's take has been that none of the firms have demonstrated uh, any sort of impact from the downturn in the economy, or at least when it comes to hiring uh, hiring one else. Now, no, nobody was working in any of the firms that, that you listed earlier that uh, that, that you mentioned that it had had, had massive kind of layoffs over the summer, but uh, but right now the, the the mood is good and people remain optimistic. Well, we've just about reached uh, the end of our program, so it's time to get your final thoughts and wrap up uh, with your contact information. So, Roger, let's start with you. Um, well, uh, just thank you again for having me here. Um, I would just say that you know the biggest piece of advice I can give. Um, I guess towards those first-year students who are um, now entering law school, thinking about a year from now um, what they're going to be doing as far as recruitment goes, and just say that the best way to put yourself out there is to do as well as you can in those first-year classes. Um, Once you do that, things start to line up for you. If all goes well, you get the opportunity to intern places, and um, you put yourself in a really good position for OCI. OCI? Uh, on-campus interviewing. <laughs> Thanks. It's been a while for me, so that was a term I hadn't heard. And, uh, Roger, if, if our listeners want to reach you, how best can they do that? Um, I can be reached uh, through email at uh, rsmerage at yahoo.com. Great. And, Matthew, your final thoughts and your contact information, please. Well, my, my final thought, thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I wish all the best to everybody who's applying for jobs right now. I think that uh, I second everything Roger said. It's important to those who are just starting law school that they do their best in, in, in class because I think, as we discussed, grades are sort of that first threshold. Um, and uh, as if you're interviewing now, uh, I think it's best to do your research about the firms that you're you're talking to uh, and 
yeah, there's nothing much else you can offer when it comes to the, uh, those initial on-campus interviews. But relax, enjoy yourselves. You know, try to try to demonstrate that that calmness under pressure that uh, that that we've been that we've been talking about because that was that was important. If anybody needs to reach me, I can be reached at Matthew Donnelly at uiowa.edu. So David, we'll let you bracket it so you can close up with your final thoughts and uh, your contact information, please. Sure. Uh, just want to second one of the sentiments that was uh, that was shared today, which uh, I find true of Cleary Gottlieb and uh, firms like K&L Gates and Scadden as well, and most of our peer firms, is that uh, you know we're taking a longer-term view towards hiring. Lawyers were once not very good at that, but are getting better at it. And so, I, you know, while the economy is not great, there are still uh, a lot of great opportunities, particularly at the big firms. Um, and I say that because that's the world that I know uh, for law students. And as far as the way to present yourself in an interview, the uh, the advice that was just given is, is great advice, which is to be calm, show um, show an excitement about the profession and about the particular firm. Uh, that you're uh, that you're interviewing uh, at, and um, I wish everybody luck who is interviewing this season. I've already had the pleasure of uh, of meeting a lot of you, and that will continue through August and through the fall. Uh, if anybody wants to uh, reach me again, email is the best way, and I can be reached at D Linewan. That's D L E I N as in Nancy W A. N as in Nancy, D as in David, D Linewand at cgsh.com. Uh, and um, Craig, the show is terrific. I'm a, I'm a regular listener and uh, wish you continued success. Well, thank you very much, David. Appreciate you having me on the show. Well, that does it for this week's Lawyer to Lawyer. Remember, you can check out all of our Lawyer to Lawyer shows at thelegaltalknetwork.com. Our anniversary show is coming up. Bob and I will be celebrating our third, I can't believe it, third anniversary on Lawyer to Lawyer. We want you, our listeners, to join us on the show to celebrate. All you have to do is send us an email telling us about your experience with Lawyer to Lawyer, and we'll handpick you to tell us your story on the show. Send an email to lawyer to lawyer that's with the number two in the middle, at LegalTalkNetwork.com with L2L anniversary guest in the title of the email. Special thanks to our three guests for being with us today. Appreciate you guys participating. It was a wonderful show. And to our listeners, remember that you can find all of our Legal Talk Network shows on iTunes as well. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to Lawyer to Lawyer with J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrogi. We hope you'll listen again and check out our other shows on the Legal Talk Network. Lawyer to Lawyer has been sponsored by Law.com. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.